Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the new EDU. This week is a continuation of what we started last week, where Wade got to ask me any question that he wanted to, and now it's my turn. I didn't get to ask all of them, <laughs> but well, yeah, there you know, it is. Yeah. You had a limited time. You shouldn't I have know. asked ones that you knew would have such long answers. That's true. Would you rather be the interviewer or the inter- interviewee? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> Probably the interviewer. <laughs> You are good at asking questions. Yeah. You're very curious it's, about other it's people. It's easier for me to listen instead of talk. Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. Welcome Welcome to to the the new EDU. Let's dive right in. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Way King, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So let's get started with talking to Wade and getting Mm -hmm. to know the insides and Mm. outsides and all of the thoughts in that head up there. There's a lot of thoughts in this head. So is there anything that I cook that you don't like? Anything that you cook? (laughs) That's the first question I asked you. That doesn't count. That was not the first question you asked me. That was like one of the last ones. Oh. And I'm just very curious about this because last night, if you follow me on social mm. or you know anything about me, you know that I do not like – well, it's not that I don't like the the art of cooking. It's that it is too much effort and time wasted in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, that's like I their agree. talent and they love it. No, and agree. that's great. But I hate – like I'm like I would rather be doing something like designing, crafting, dreaming. Like No, there's okay. a lot more things you can do. So – I don't cook very often at all, but last night I cooked because we're really trying to be conscious of what we're putting in our bodies, yeah. and we didn't get to eat before we put Maverick down, which is very unusual for us. Usually we eat together as a family. because Hope uh, was in charge of dinner. And by family, I mean we stand around the kitchen counter while Mav sits on top of it and eats. That's Just, what we do. But you know, Parent winning. Life. Um, but so last night I cooked, and we didn't eat before we put Mav down, so we came down at like 8 after we laid him down, mm-hmm. and I cooked pasta sauce. With mm-hmm. hamburger meat in it, mm-hmm. and I cooked spaghetti squash, spaghetti squash noodles, yeah. and had it all ready to go, and had the house cleaned, and had the house cleaned. And Wade comes down and he says, huh, "I'm not hungry." I'm like, that is the typical toddler response after a mom puts a lot of work into a meal. So, anyways, I felt some kind of way about it. He ate it anyways. I told him not to eat it just because I wanted him to. I ate it. And so I liked it. What is it that I cook? What do you really think about my cooking? I think, I mean, I, mm, I mean, I, mm, hmm, there's nothing, I mean, you don't cook a lot, so there's, there's very limited options. There's very limited options, but have, do you do the tinfoil meals? I've never cooked those for you, so stop. Okay, I was <laughs> just wondering. He's obsessed with these tinfoil meals and how much he hates them. Because they're gross. Um, <laughs> maybe that's your mom. Well, there you go, Pamela. That is my mom. But she already knows. She hasn't cooked, I don't, I don't even remember her time. She knows I don't like Years. that. Years. I don't I don't think there's anything that you cook that I don't like that I don't like to eat. What do you think about my taste in of food in general? Your taste in food, what do you mean? Like just the things that I eat and the things that you eat? 
do we do we align on our our food visions? No, loves not really. Uh, some things. Okay, so your dream meal. What would your dream meal be? Like, I, if I could have it like right now. Like, if you could have. Well, I know we're super hungry right now because we're doing intermittent fasting. But if you could have a dream meal, my favorite meal is chicken wings. Chicken wings and fries. Just the chicken wings, though. Chicken wings and fries. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you could have any dessert. See, I'm not a dessert person. I know, but if you could have any dessert and any, like, don't think about how it makes you feel okay. or any like, dessert. take all that out. Any dessert, I, and this is this is probably one of yours. I would do a Carnival Cruise warm chocolate melting cake wow. with two scoops of ice cream. What? Yeah, I love that. You like chocolate? No, I don't like chocolate, but I like that. What? Mm-hmm. That's I love crazy. that. That that thing is good. <laughs> And I, I used to not like it, but you and your mom would get it all the time. And I was like, I got to get mean, that. I mean, I would get but two with, or three every night. But with extra ice cream. You're not a big ice cream person. No, I'm not a big ice so cream So I love person. ice cream as well. So every day I would yeah. do ice cream something. So like for your birthday, like I'm actually using this interview as a time for me to learn more about you. Because yes, I can good. never figure out what to get away for his birthday. Or any gift. So for your birthday, if I were to make you a warm chocolate melting cake, like that would warm your heart and like that would make you so happy. That would be good. Oh my gosh, guys. I'm so excited because I've never been able to celebrate Wade with any kind of dessert for his birthday because he doesn't like dessert. As long as I'm not trying to make weight. Oh man, this is so good. Okay. All right. So I just That's had to- exciting. <laughs> I feel so I feel so excited that I finally know. Like I knew you chicken wings, obviously. Yeah. Um, Duh. Hello. But the dessert thing. Wow. Chocolate melting cake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, just wanted to start off on a little bit of a. What's your favorite dessert, real quick? Oh my gosh, the list. I, uh, I would no. need categories. Yeah. I would need to categorize that's main, dessert. That's your main food. Because like nerd mm-hmm. cluster. I told him I've been again. So silly. Trying really hard to be intentional about what I'm putting in my body, just for the mere fact of how I feel. It's coming up in my program that I get to have like a cheat meal, which I'm so excited about. And what did I tell you that I wanted for my cheat meal? You want a biscuit with um, jam. Jam. That's right. I'm a simple girl. Jelly. <laughs> I'm a simple girl. That to me could be a dessert though. So, anyways, but nerd clusters. Biscuits and jelly, I consider that a dessert. Mm. Oh, my God. I mean, just mm. the list can go on. Well, biscuits Literally. and jelly from Rhea's Bluebird is. Oh, gosh, it's so good. If you're in Atlanta, definitely try that. Okay. On this podcast, we have talked a lot about your background in education, your why, why you became an educator. Mm-hmm. Like, they can go back and watch pre- or sure. listen to previous episodes yeah. to learn all about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you weren't a teacher and or the teaching profession just ended, which we clearly know it's not, what profession would you choose? I would probably go work at a church doing something. I'm not sure. I would probably do that, I would think. Or I would open up a gym. Okay. Yeah. One of those two things. What kind of gym? It would be uh, a like a performance training gym, but it would also have jujitsu and Muay Thai and those type of things. So why a church or a gym? Uh, because I love both of those things. And it wouldn't feel like work. Well, this interview, one. I need. I hope I have fifty questions because I mean, your answers are like two, well, two I, words. Well, church. I've always been involved in church. I've been involved in church my whole life for the most part, and grew up in church. And I just, I mean, you're you're serving. You're still serving, and you're kind of double dipping into you're working, obviously, but then you're also doing what God's called you to do. And I feel like that the church act needs 
a little bit of a little bit of a change right now. I feel like that uh, a lot of churches are taking the steps forward to be more inclusive and more diverse and understanding of different cultures. But I, I feel like that I could contribute in those areas. But then I also with the gym, it would just be really fun. Like that's my that's, that's my your, life. That's your hobby. That would be yeah. That's that's yeah. So you've taught how many years? Have you been in education? Um, Are you really drinking a soda on a podcast? I'm drinking a soda. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I did not even realize that until just now. And oh my mm. goodness. I cannot believe mm. you're drinking out of a can on a podcast, y'all. He is the worst. He is the worst. I don't know if... <laughs> That's what I do. 100% we've talked you, about you this remember, before on here. Remember last week I asked you, what's one thing that, that you wish that and I could Yes, not and now do? I could list a ton. And here's, and here's one. Rushing me... <laughs> Rushing me, <sighs> slipping, sipping on soda cans, half-filled sodas in the refrigerator. Oh my gosh, let me make a list. I should. I, don't like throw- I can't think on the spot. I can't think on the spot. Don't okay. say you don't like throwing away sodas. You literally will put them in the refrigerator and forget about them. I do do that. Okay, so you've taught how many years in education? It's what twenty twenty one, and then graduated in what two thousand eight. So y'all do the math. There you go. Around there, yep. 12, 13, 14, sure something. Mm-hmm. You've had a lot of teaching experiences with a lot of different types of kids. You've also been yeah. a high school coach, wrestling right. coach, mm-hmm. golf coach. Oh, man. All the coaches. They don't even know your story about you becoming a girls golf coach of state, the year. State champ. State champions. Two years in a row. Man. Here we are. You really took your knowledge of golf and your expertise and how well you played <sighs> and transitioned that. Wade had never hit a golf ball before in his life. I had um, hit a golf ball, but I didn't know how. I didn't. I don't know. But how yeah, to he hit led the girls ball. to a state know. champion and he was he That's was right. literally state girls golf coach of the year for two A and he had never even hit a small yep, club. You gotta do it. You've had a lot of teaching moments, a lot of different kids, a lot of different places. What stands out to you as your all time top teaching moment ever and why? Gosh, what in the world is this type of question? Wow. My top teaching moment, just like the what what do you mean by that? Like, like just my mind. Jeez, well, I'm trying to think on the spot live. Yeah, isn't that fun? Isn't oh, it fun? Man. Would you rather be the interviewer or the interviewee now? Oh my gosh, holy moly! Um, I would have to say, oh, I don't. You'll know. regret your answer later. It's okay, but and you'll say no, 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 no. It's really this. No, no, no. It's really this. Just give us one. Oh man! I'll take the pressure off. Well, I really, really, really loved it when our fifth graders in Pendleton Elementary they went to we we had a model United Nations team. Oh yeah! And uh, that uh, fifth and sixth graders, and there was not a conference for elementary or middle school kids around us, and we couldn't afford to go anywhere. So Clemson University had a high school competition, and so. I asked them if we could participate, and they came back and said, well, it's just for high school. I asked them one more time, showed them some sample position papers that they had written, and they said, sure, they, they're welcome to attend. Y'all, we went in there, and we won almost every award. We won Best Delegation. Yes, we won, won Best Delegates. And yeah, against all these high school kids and these elementary school kids killed them with their position papers <laughs> and debating. Wasn't it something like, at one point, it was something with um, zombies too, like a zombie apocalypse? Yeah, there was a crisis or something to make it fun, zombie apocalypse. And 
But yeah, so you had to learn about viruses and the CDC. And that was way back when, before oh, COVID and all of the these things. things. Of but then knowledge. all, but what's really, really neat, and I mean, it's, it's neat, it's more ironic more than anything else, but it just shows you how teaching does just doesn't have to be the standards. I mean, there was always, I, I can never remember a conference that we did not go to where the Israeli-Palestinian conflict did not come up, period. I mean, that's a United Nations issue. It's a problem. And these kids, then they would argue their positions for their countries, for the state of Israel or whatever it would, would, or, or whatever it would be. And right now in the world, we are talking about the Israeli and Palestinian conflict. Like that's one of the huge issues in this world right now. And people who are listening to this podcast, you may not have even known about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict until a few days ago or right now. But these kids 10 years ago, they were already learning about this. Uh, and it's a very, very uh, important topic that's always been going on. And so that was a long answer. But I would definitely say doing that, but also... I think Model United Nations always brought you a lot of joy. It did. Uh, but it, it was it was because it, it provided students who, who were really passionate about social studies or history or even writing an opportunity after school, during school to kind of get away and to explore that. So yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, the kids would even be so excited about going in during the recess time to recess study time. and research yep. and mm -hmm. look. And it was, yeah, yeah. I remember. It was, that was that was great. That was some good memories. Good time. I got to tag along yeah. a lot of times. Yeah, she um, would. She, she, she had to, because I would have to have a chaperone. And so she would be stuck going with us everywhere. That's right. So we've talked about your favorite moment or something that provided you a lot of joy. If you could go back and change anything about your journey as an educator, whether it be directly in the classroom, whether it be an instructional method or a technique that you're like, man, yeah, maybe that wasn't such, mm. that wasn't the best thing to do or program to implement or strategy to live by or whatever it may be. If you go back in time and change anything about your journey as an educator, I would say specifically in the classroom directly related to students, what would it be and why? I would say... I mean, everyone would probably say this. I mean, at the beginning, when I first started teaching, I used to follow the basal reader a lot when I had to teach reading. And so obviously I would stray away from that. But something else, specifically with the classroom, I used to think rigor and high expectations was something that was equally matched with super, super strict discipline to where you never, ever bend. And it was your way or no way at all. In the past three, two and a half, three years, I've realized that's not the best way to kind of go about building relationships with students. Well, I, I would say I, I really started to change about five, four or five years ago to where I would start letting kids get away, not get away, but they had the freedom and flexibility to express themselves more, I would listen to them more. And a lot of that is just growing up as a person, I think, and as a as a male, like your brain's still developing when you're when you're young in your 20s and you think it's supposed to be one way, but you're able to understand where kids are coming from and making it more of a, uh, and I was always, I always strive to make it a student-focused classroom with music and different projects or whatever it may be and tap into their student, my kids' in, in interests and play with them or whatever it was. But I really found that I, it was still um, very rules-based. It was this way or no way at all. And 
I don't think that's the best way to go into a classroom. Obviously, your expectations are there. Obviously, your discipline is there. Obviously, what you want to teach and how you want to teach and what you expect out of the students is always there. But understand that you have different personalities inside of your classroom is super, super important. And it takes a lot of effort to listen to each one of those and kind of learn where they're coming from. So I would definitely say that to be more aware of how to be student-centered instead of teacher-centered inside the classroom. Which we've talked. And it's hard to do. Yeah. And you and I together have learned, well, first of all, so much as being parents. That will help. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. They say it changes you. Oh man, does it change you. But not like, not really who you are as a teacher. I think it just it gives you such a different awareness. And that right there is is such a big part. But even on our journey of really diving into research with social emotional learning and recognizing, you know, that we have to, you know, relationship building and student engagement isn't just decorating a classroom and making things look really right. cool. Or in the words of our friend Daniel Thompson, he always calls that sexy. Sexy. Yep. Mm-hmm. He always calls that sexy. But that student engagement truly is about having those conversations and knowing our students and, and where they're coming from daily and not just knowing their background, but mm-hmm. how those emotions play a role and helping them understand those and be able to incorporate those emotions mm-hmm. into those daily actions because, you know, that's such an important and integral part of or integral part of who we are as human beings. And so I think that you and I have both really grown in an understanding of what relationship, and like Mm -hmm. you said, a lot of it too is growing up, age, wisdom, things that you learn through experience, Mm -hmm. but too, just also, you know, really, really tapping into, you know, studies and research and and what different things say about that aspect. I mean, last year I taught in a completely different environment than I ever did ever in my history of teaching. And that was my philosophy. I mean, I had a son at that time. It was a very different, it was a very different time in our lives. And I'm telling you, those students excelled just like any of my other students would. And so I think the fear of educators is the kids won't learn. They won't live up to what you expect them to or what they want to do or whatever it may be. But um, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm here sitting, telling you right now, they, they, if you believe in them, they can still do it. So it's not really changing your, your, teaching, like you said, Hope, but it's more just understanding and growing up a little bit. All right. So Disneyland or Disney World? World. (laughs) That's easy. Can you elaborate a little bit more? Because I'm I'm Disneyland. Why are you Disneyland? Oh, my word. I'm so Disneyland. I want to know why. Oh, simple. Okay. First of all, I can get detailed about this, but very simple answer. I'll tell you why after you're done. Go ahead. Okay. Simple answer for me, the weather. What makes Disneyland so much more enjoyable to where you can actually enjoy Mm -hmm. it? And I mean, like, you're soaking up the sun, like you're taking in the experience, is the weather. That makes it or breaks it for me. I'm not saying the park stars are great, but I will say this about Disney, and this is pre-COVID, but Disneyland is much smaller it's much more intimate. And the characters literally just like roam. Like they're not with a staff member. They're not with, they're, they're literally on their, on their own. It's like you walked into the storybook. And so you can, you don't even have to really line up for characters. There's, there's no such thing as like meet and greet lineup. Like they're just right there. And there might be a couple people in line, but I mean, the weather, the aspect of it being smaller, intimate, the characters, I mean, obviously, you're still getting the same great food, the same great treats. I know there's not as many options, but man, and the lines are usually so much shorter. Disney World, I mean, Disneyland all day. I mean, you may have sold me. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, the, the, the weather itself is amazing. Uh, I like Disney World because you do have so many options. And if I want to go to Epcot one night to eat, I can go to Epcot to eat one night and I can go to Magic Kingdom during the day. And so you have Disney, you have downtown Disney, you have, they call it yeah, there. That is true. Um, so I mean, have, they're both great. They both have their pluses. I mean, it's not like I don't like Disneyland. Right. I love Disneyland. Like, well, it's, it's not like I don't love Disney World, obviously. It's all, it's amazing. Obviously. It's incredible. But I mean, that Florida heat is something serious. It is. That is. We a, talk all the time about how if we could move to California, we would mm, just because the weather far is. Away. But it's too far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too far away. I would feel like I was behind on everything because. We, Wade doesn't want to live West Coast. No, I I don't know if I can I could do that because I would feel like everything's already happened on the East Coast. Even when we go out to do speeches or PDs or whatnot when we're in California, I'm like, oh my gosh, what have we missed? And so I don't know. Okay. Hmm. So speaking of Disney, we're just going to stick along. Oh. We're going to stick right along with this Disney theme. If you became Aladdin... <laughs> and you found where are these questions coming from? Is this what people asked you to ask, or no. you just came up with your this in your head, or is this from Chris? No, I didn't even talk to Chris about this. He doesn't even, even know we're doing this episode. Oh, okay, honestly though, we've got to get some WD forty for that chair. It's, uh, maybe it's by next great. season of this podcast. Do podcasts even have seasons? Anyways, maybe by next season, then we'll have that fixed. But if you were Aladdin, you found the magical lamp, and you found the genie, and he granted you three wishes. Oh, God, why would you do this? Because <laughs> it's fun. What three wishes? One of them has to be something you would change in education. Oh, my gosh. This and is... the other two are free. These are not easy. Like, I mean, mine weren't easy. Yeah, they, they were pretty, yeah, they were not like this. You asked me what was really going through my mind when I found the engagement ring on the. Okay. Okay. Mm, I would wish for the genie to be free. Oh wow! That's one done. Well, that shows that you you love people. There you go. And about um, if Jeannie was a person. <laughs> yep, that wouldn't be my first one though, because you have to save that to the end. Okay. Okay. So the education, I'll go with that. So education, I would change. I think if you change how much teachers get paid, that number one, people will appreciate teachers more. I would also think that teachers would feel more confident when they're spending every waking minute um, investing, even though they already do, it would, it would at least help a little bit into what they do every single day. Uh, They would, it would also show the respect that they deserve. They could also maybe afford things inside of their classroom and afford to not work and waste their time and mental health on other jobs that they may have to do. Yes, to teacher pay. And all the teachers said, amen. Wade King for president. At least 100K. Okay, let's do it. And I think, and I think you- Where's the genie? Well, with with that, I mean, because we don't pay teachers a lot, the qualifications, I mean, may may be very easy right now. And so people who- at least 100k we, in the we, southeast, and then it would go up from there based on your living expenses. Because I know some true. people in New York, they probably make that. <laughs> They're like, wait a second, Hold that on. is nothing. But yeah, but se- seriously, like it's it's one of those things that's, that it would be really really good. I think it would benefit not only the teachers but the community and the people around them. But it would also keep good teachers in the profession. Love it. So there's that. Okay, teacher pay. Teacher Snaps pay. for teacher pay. All right, so we've got setting the genie free. We've got raising teacher pay. You're already off to a good start. What's your third and final wish? Third and final wish would 
be world peace. I mean, but that really, would never though. happen. I but mean, if it were a wish, you know. I I don't know if that's a rule. Is that a rule? I don't know. I think it's a rule. Okay. You can't wish for world peace. Yeah, I don't think that's. Yeah, I think that he couldn't do that. I I think he probably could, but we're not going to count that because okay. that's not All right. that's not okay, realistic. So you still got one more. All right. Um, I would. Let's do. Sheesh, wishes are not good. I don't know. I don't know. Come back. Okay. We'll, we'll come back to that. All we'll right. So we'll that. come back at the very know. end and get your third and final wish. It'll yeah, hit yeah. you. Or you can just, you know, as you will. Randomly. Randomly I shout wish. it out because yeah. you'll forget it mm -hmm. if you don't let. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so we've got two of your wishes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And we've got in Disney World. Disney World's where it's at for, for Wade. All right. Ah, Yeah. Disneyland's awesome too, though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. We have the amazing Maverick mm -hmm. King. He is. What is your favorite thing about him? Oh, geez, Louise. Uh, I I love how he just loves to play and he's very active and he just loves for us to play with him. Um, I love when we go outside most of the time when it's not super hot. He's very athletic, which is fun. Uh, he loves to play with his basketballs. That's you really, love that he's starting to communicate too. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that today. So, yeah, he when he starts trying to talk to you, but he doesn't really know what he's saying. And he's like, yeah, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. And I'm, I think I'm agreeing with him. He's telling me about the microwave. and I, Yeah, that's really funny. How yeah. difficult was it to choose the name Maverick? Did right? you have other names that you liked? I did. What were the other names that you liked? Well, I think our friends took our names. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what What was it? Um, Maddox, Maddox, yeah. um, Adam DeVico, they named their son Maddox. So we're like, oh, can't do that, but that's fine because we didn't have a child. It's totally cool. For a girl, we had one. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you. So what was that? Tatum? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then our buddy Kirk Brown took that one. <laughs> so because we told him if we had a girl, we're going to name Tatum. My question actually was none of that. If we were to have a second child, such a blessing that would be. Such a blessing. Be a blessing, whether it's a boy or a girl. What would you want to name a boy and what would you want to name a girl? I told you, I'm using this time for me. I've just been so curious about so many things that we never think to talk about. And so here we are. Boy. Okay. Yeah, these big decisions. Okay. <laughs> a boy. I'm basically getting this on record. That's all. I, I mean, I got to Google stuff. I mean, it's just... Just based okay. off the top of you. If um, you had to name a, a child right now, a boy and a girl. Steel King. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. He wanted, I think he wanted Maverick's middle name to be Steel. Mm -hmm. But we went with Wade. Mm -hmm. We okay. went with Wade instead. Okay. Stop being getting nervous and, and squeaking the chair. <laughs> squeaking the chair. Um, girl. A lot of people are like, when people, I see different influencers on social media and people will ask them like, what are your favorite girl names or boy? And they won't share it. And it's so weird. They're like, well, I still haven't had all my babies, so I'm not going to share. I'm like, who cares? Like you maybe, probably don't live in the same place as all those people. Maybe Alex. What? <laughs> I mean, no, nothing against the name Alex. This is just, I've never heard this before. I like, I like boy names. What? I like boy names for girls. Okay. I've never Do you remember that him. show? Hey, no, 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 no. Do you remember that show? Oh, I know Al what you're about to say. Alex Mack. Alex Mack. <laughs> she was so cool on Nickelodeon. If you're out so there. you're going to name your daughter after Alex Mack. <laughs> no, I just thought of that, really. Um, but do you guys remember that show? Yes, she had those superpowers. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. 
I taught an Alex last year. Steal an Alex. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. So I'll just learn something new about you. That's a good name, though. How would well, you like Alex? I mean, Alexandra and call her Alex. Alexa? No, that's like a thing that you talk to. Alexa? I mean, tell me. Nah, she don't like it. They would be called first and line for things if sure they would. were in alphabetical order by their first name. Sure That's would. a plus, right? You don't like it, do you? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's not. I've, literally, Alex was never even a no, thought in my brain. Neither. It was random. <laughs> okay, great. All right. So um, I'm trying to think of my last and final question that I want to. Oh, did you ever think of your wish? First no, I don't have it yet. I mean, if I had three wishes, I would not do three wishes like this. I would take my time. Okay. All right, so you got to you got to have something by the end. Oh my gosh! Of this episode, all yeah. right. Final question. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's gonna hate me. What is it? <laughs> uh, what has been your top moment in your life? <laughs> Which you can see how big his eyes just got. <laughs> Marrying you, Hope King. Okay. I would say that's... that's I know you were going to say that. Maverick being born then. <laughs> one of those two. Is that one of the... One, oh, one of those two. So now it's one of those two. <laughs> I mean, if you said the marriage thing doesn't count. Should we talk about the delivery of Maverick and... <laughs> no, we shouldn't. No, I would definitely say getting married. That was... uh that Yep, that was probably the pinnacle of memories and moments i mean we've, we've had a lot of good moments i've had a lot of good moments in my life and done a lot of really cool things but yeah okay your favorite moment outside of myself and maverick oh boo on that <laughs> oh. i feel like you have to say or you not as you have to say those, but like everybody's gonna say those clearly if they've been married or they've had a child like that obviously. is okay that can't yeah okay i mean i i would definitely yeah i mean graduating college i think was really was a really really big deal for me because i didn't have anyone to model that after. I mean, essentially, I'm the first person to graduate because I didn't have anyone in my family. I didn't have a family. Putting myself through school, being able to do that all by myself, figuring it out. Yeah, I definitely would would have to say that. And then being able to say, oh my gosh, I won't have to work five million jobs and go to school at the same time. And it just provided me a sense of being able to, to accomplish something. Never really had that college experience, obviously, but and so graduating was just, I didn't, at the time, I don't think that I, I didn't really celebrate it as much, as much as I internalized, man, I did this. I did this thing. Now, now here we go. I'm on equal playing field with everybody else. Here we go. And so it was just kind of one of those things to where I knew that if I were able to graduate then I could become a teacher and then sky is the limit from there but I had to make it through school first. And there was a moment to where I was going to quit school. Uh, I was, I remember I was driving in my car and I i stopped the car on Clemson Boulevard. I turned back around and I went back in there and I said, we got to figure out a way. And, I, and we figured out a way. We figured out a way to keep taking classes. And I think about that moment a lot to where I could have either gone one way or gone the other. And some of this stuff would have never even happened. I probably would have never met you because we met at school. Yeah. Tri-County Tech. Yeah. I walked, I marched my butt right back in there and I said, hey, we got to figure. And so I was only able to pay for a certain amount of classes. That's what you do, Wade. You figure out a way. You are, you are a wayfinder. There we go. I'm wayfinder. Yeah. That's, that's a Wade good song. the wayfinder. Mm. Wade the wayfinder. Mm-hmm. So did you think about that wish? Yeah. I don't have one. 
Um, Just think of something. I would wish for no cancer or cure for cancer. Oh, that's a great one. Cure for cancer. That's That's what I would wish for. That's a great one. I think that's a good one. Wade, I enjoy getting to learn a little bit more about you myself today. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to make you chocolate melting cake for your birthday for the rest of your life. That is going to be that is going to take so much stress off of me and pressure off of me because I feel like I can never celebrate you. Well, you're going to be more excited about that because you. So love it. that is such a beautiful you and moment your mom right will there. Love that more than me, Alex. Man, that's that's just yeah. That's a great name. That was the most shocking thing. Let us the whole, know if you like that name. Let us know if you like Alex for. <laughs> A girl's name. Or a boy. Or a boy's name. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Hopefully you enjoyed just getting to know a little bit more about us and not even so much about that, but maybe you were able to take away mm-hmm. some things just from things that we've experienced, life experiences. I always love hearing from other people and just their journey through life. I think it's yeah. so fun. Um, and I always take so much away from that. So hopefully we were able to provide that for you guys that we didn't bore you too much. Maybe we'll do another one of these sometime soon or maybe we'll let yeah, you guys ask the questions. I don't know. Yeah, that- That'd be really cool. Um, that'd be a lot easier if they yeah, had to come up with the be. questions. Mm-hmm. But this is fun for both of us to do. So we hope that you guys have an amazing week. If you were enjoying squeaky, the new EDU, squeak, squeak. don't tell people about the squeaky chair, but share the podcast out. Tag us. Let us know that you're enjoying it. Or if you have something that you would like for us to discuss, chat, talk about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you've been around for a while, we talk about the good stuff, the bad stuff, the ugly stuff, the difficult stuff, all the things. So if there's something specific that you would like to hear from us, feel free to DM us or send us a message. I am Hey Hope King on Instagram. Wait is Hey Way King. That makes it really easy. We would love to hear from you. Love to hear what you would like to chat about on the podcast. But thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And um, thank you for sharing it out with with your people. So we will see you next week, everybody. Bye. The new EDU is hosted by me, Wade King. And me, Hope King. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfush. And edited by Andrew Weller. With production support from Sterling Coates and Chase Mayo. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. The new EDU podcast is a 3% chance production.